across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Okay, welcome back. Uh, don't forget, Umchana uh, Lonimtanda will be here at three o'clock. Uh, Bongi Kuala uh, with uh, Beyond the Headlines. So we want to talk now uh, at nineteen minutes past two. The state of shelters and uh, the state of uh, the homeless amid COVID nineteen. Uh, of course, we know the homeless are very vulnerable, and with the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, they aren't protected. Most have been taken into shelters and are being given food and blankets. Uh, let's look at how sustainable this is and how to make sure uh, that there isn't uh, overcrowding. Eunice Mkina is MMC of Health and Social Development in the city of Johannesburg and talks to us about this. Councillor, good afternoon. Thank you so much uh, for your time. What's the current setup when it comes to the homeless? I suppose we're talking now about the Johannesburg area. How are you placing them in shelters? Good afternoon, KG, and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, we have about 14 homeless shelters in the city of Johannesburg, which uh, includes uh, shelters uh, which are managed by a non-profit organizations. Uh, we have shelters that are also uh, managed by us as the city, working together with the Department of Social Development in the province. Uh, we also have, uh, just to respond to the COVID-19 challenges, have uh, set up uh, temporary tent villages. We have one uh, at a Wembley Stadium uh, that tents there uh, just to 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 house uh, uh, some of our homeless people. So, so the temporary shelters. Um, include a tent village where we set up um, to deal with overcrowding, as you are saying, in our existing shelters, and to accommodate homeless people living on the streets when the country's uh, lockdown was promulgated uh, around March. Uh, we had to come up with plans, and, and that, that is one of the things that we have done. We are looking forward as well to establishing even more of these uh, tent villages in and around Johannesburg. Mm. Since uh, we have a number of a high number of uh, homeless people uh, roaming around the streets of Johannesburg. Mm. But part of, uh, Councillor, part of the challenge of uh, COVID-19 is also these, uh, uh, what they call PB, PPEs. Um, but, you know, how are you helping the homeless in terms of uh, accessing, if at all, those to make sure that they protect themselves and they protect those that they surround? Look, uh, we we have uh, received since the beginning of uh, the the COVID and the lockdown, we have received um, support from different uh, organizations, NPOs, FBOs. I mean, they've been donating to us mm. uh, disinfectants, um, uh, uh, face masks, and 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 other things, uh, food as well blankets and mattresses so we've been getting support and I, I, I can say safely that in most of our shelters we do have the PPEs in place mm, mm. we just make sure that our our homeless people are also safe 
Yeah. And, and, and I suppose the other bigger or, or even big challenge uh, uh, brought on by COVID-19 is, uh, you know, you're taking them in. But uh, because we don't know where we're going with this COVID-19, are you taking them in permanently or, you know, are you going to be releasing them according to the kinds of levels that we find ourselves in? Uh, perhaps if I rephrase, I'll say, do you find you're taking in less now, uh, less homeless people now that we're in level three as opposed to what you were doing when we were in level five? The situation right now uh, is that when a KG, we, we I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say we're receiving a less, mm. but we, we, st- we still have a challenge of uh, homeless people whom will collect from the streets, but they will then still go back to the streets. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and that is our problem, actually, because keeping them uh, uh, in our shelters becomes a problem because not all of them, others, they remain and we connect them with, uh, we reconnect them with their families. Um, a sensible number of them are now back in their families. Uh, but now uh, we, we have this challenge because by nature, uh, uh, our homeless people are constantly on the move. As they try to find opportunities, of course, uh, to bring money for them, for them. Yeah. So, so we we we, stu- we we have that challenge, uh, and 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 the number of uh, homeless people who are collecting from the streets, I, I must say, the number has not uh, decreased. We are still getting more and more. Yeah. Of, of them in Australia. Yeah. Has winter and and Joburg winter's bite, uh you and I know that. Has winter councillor placed a different uh challenge on you, particularly not only in relation to accommodation, uh but uh the issue of feeding as well. It, it is it is in a way uh, 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 giving us a challenge, but I must say working together with our partners and the provincial government, we are actually um, arresting the situation. We are. Okay. We'll leave it there with you. Eunice uh, Mtlina is the MMC for Health and Social Development in the city of Joburg. We're joined also by, uh, thank you, MMC. Uh, we're joined now by Tebo Kompufane, who uh, is director of Centurion Haven of Hope at the Littleton Community Hall. He himself, by the way, was homeless for 11 years. Tebo, thank you for your time. Uh, what are you finding in uh, the Centurion Haven of Hope at Littleton Community Hall? And uh, Dumela Auskomuso, thanks for having me. Well, uh, COVID-19 too, uh, in Centurion came as a game changer totally. It mm. came as something that made homelessness to be visible. Mm. It, it came as unveiling the hidden. And when it came, at least there were some collective groups that came together and on the eve of lockdown and we started establishing the Littleton Community Center. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, uh, the COVID, when it came, it it, somehow, it, it, it really brought the the organizations that were were hidden to come and assist where, where they can. 
Yeah. I mean, let's let's hear the kind of assistance that you did get from these organizations, because it places very unique challenges as well. COVID-19, does it not? Uh, it's not just the shelter that you need. For example, you need uh, you need uh, masks, you need hand sanitizers, you need all kinds of things. So let's hear about the kind of help that you did get, especially considering that you say it came on the eve of the official lockdown 26 March. Okay. The, the the organizations that came through and, and played a very vital role in this was the uh, the Henops Revival Team and the Durant Blue Family Church and the Dare to Love Movement and the New Kid on the Block, Centurion Haven of Hope. So in all these people, already they had their own contacts or they, they had their own people on the site where now the business people just came through. Now to to be a, be more informative, there, there wasn't any uh, organization in the history of Centurion that was taking care of homelessness in the past. So people didn't know exactly how to help the homeless people. So now when COVID came, people really dug deep into their pockets and companies gave us uh, sanitizers, came with masks. Because in this hall, we, could, we can't cook for ourselves. We don't have an acceptability certificate the the mothers of Centurion opened their kitchens and believe you me, we had more food here to feed an army. Mm. So how many do you accommodate currently? Okay, here we in, in the Littleton Community Hall we've got forty guys uh-huh. that we are accommodating. But next door to it, this Littleton Community Shelter turned into a hub where Centurion when we did our first preliminary census we found that there's eight hundred and eighty homeless people in insurance CBD. Uh-huh. So now when that COVID came, then we started collaborating with the city, the social development of the city. And they established two more centers. That's the one just in the Littleton Library or the gallery and the other one in Yeovil World. And there we had like 47 guys across the street from me and we had 80, if not 85 people that were housed at the other side. And that was just the tip of the iceberg because really there, there's the, from the 880 and on the other side we also discovered there's two informal settlements in between and the other one just under the Houghton uh, train station the 250 people to a place called Marikani and there's another one called the mushroom where the recyclers live so that was the dynamic of the CBD centurion when there's heat yeah. Okay. You know, you, you keep saying it's taught you some things, COVID-19. Uh, you know, if uh, you, I give you 30 seconds to wrap as we go okay. to news, what are the fundamental things that it has taught you as a person who's been homeless, who's now taking care of homeless people? It taught me a couple of things. I'll name a few. One, it's not only the social workers that need to be blamed for what is wrong in my life. It meant that I had to dig down in me to be assisted as well. Mm. And it has showed me that there's not everyone who really knows how to handle homelessness. People will just roll down their windows and give bread and think they have assisted and only they perpetuate independence instead of self-reliance. But all in all, it has brought Centurion together. And thanks now, the COT has promised the the, the fire station or the, the old home affairs to house half of the people who are still on the streets. So we're there still to wait.
Thank you. Thank you for your time and good luck and keep on doing your work. Deborah Mpufane uh, is Director of Centurion Haven of Hope at the Littleton Community Hall. He himself, as I said, was homeless for a period of 11 years. It's uh, 2.30. It's time for the news headlines with Utsilia Saku.